a Syrian superhero today on The World. I'm Marco Werman. The story of a mother from a besieged town in Syria comes to life in a digital comic book. She loves Spider-Man, so she couldn't believe that the people behind Spider-Man knew who she was, were interested in her story, and wanted to give her the same treatment they gave to Spider-Man. Also, a farmer's response to those who say that immigrants take American jobs. This idea, particularly in agriculture, of these folks who come and take American jobs in agriculture, that's horse feathers. Plus, the American who became the coffee king of Russia. When I was telling normal Russians, I go, would you like to have a great cappuccino? I don't even know what a cappuccino is, you know? (laughs) And so it was just amazing. That's all coming up today here on The World. Thanks for being with us. We start today's show with a story that we have focused on a lot, Syria. And when the war there went into year three, then four, and it's well now into its fifth year, I began asking myself a simple question. Why can't it be stopped? We hear now that by the end of this year, the eastern part of the city of Aleppo could be totally destroyed. So why is Syria such a tough nut to crack? Max Fisher has given this question a lot of thought. He writes and edits the interpreter column in the New York Times. The rebels appear to be losing their hold on eastern Aleppo, Max. It's one of their last remaining urban strongholds. Some wars end when one side simply loses. Could that happen in Syria? So Syria is a really unusual case because the number of outside foreign interventions has just suspended the usual laws of nature there. Things that normally would lead one or both sides to exhaust by this point, or maybe even long before this point, just aren't present. They can keep fighting as long as the guns keep flowing, and there's uh, no reason to believe that the outside actors will ever stop funding their respective sides. Yeah, just go down quickly the list of outside actors. Remind us who they are. Oh, man. On the, the pro-regime side, uh, Iran is the really big actor, as well as the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah, which is sponsored by Iran. And then, of course, you have Russia uh, has played a really significant role in terms of air power. On the pro-rebel side, you have the Gulf states, such as Saudi Arabia, providing a lot of funding and arms, uh, not because they're so concerned about promoting democracy in Syria, but because they want to oppose Iran. And you also have uh, the United States. It, it's weird. Our debate in America acts as if we have not intervened in this war, but we are a really, really important actor. We provide a lot of the weapons to the rebels. Uh, and then you also have Turkey that is also sponsoring the rebel groups and then making it even more complicated. There are Kurdish groups that are on neither side, and those are funded uh, very heavily as well by the United States. So all of these different actors are pulling the war in different directions. And because they don't really face any meaningful costs for it, at least not relative to their investment, they see very little reason to uh, ever de-escalate or compromise in this war. So what you see is all of these outside actors just keep pushing against one another. No one is strong enough to push anyone else over, but everyone is strong enough to keep the war going. And we're all just fighting this down to the last Syrian. How do the different sides in the Syrian civil war keep going? I mean, at some point they must get exhausted, right? Well, they really don't because the, you know, the, the thing to remember is Syria is a really small country and it's, it's a pretty poor country, but the countries that are involved in the outside are much larger. You know, Russia is not going to run out of bombs. It could fight this war for a hundred years. So th- this is, this is the question that you face in any plan from Clinton or Trump or anyone else in how to end the war, get people to stop fighting, is how do you impose costs on these outside actors 
such that the war will become too painful for them to continue. And we just haven't figured out uh, a way to do that. Any cost that we can impose on Russia, we're already imposing. We're already sanctioning them. You know, anything in terms of strikes, whether it's cruise missiles, dropping some bombs, maybe we arm the rebels some more, that's just going to be an incremental escalation of the war in a way that um, everybody's going to be able to continue fighting. Any bid that we can make in terms of escalation, the Russians and the Iranians can match without breaking the sweat. We send in more cruise missiles, they can start dropping more bombs. And the only effect will be that the war is going to be deadlier and kill more people without actually changing that underlying calculus. The only way we can outbid Russia is by doing something that they cannot do. They have a million person military. So in order to exceed their capacity, that would mean a full American invasion and occupation. And I think for a lot of very good reasons, that is just not going to happen.